Previously on A Dangerous Game. Hey, little listeners! Last time on ADG, we met our problematic protagonist, Midoriya Izuku, a young guy with a heart of questionable gold, some pretty sick skills, and a really messed up past. Caught between the world of heroes and villains, he has to figure out how to balance the two while keeping his loved ones safe from harm. In the meantime, the UA entrance exams are his main obstacle, which he easily overcomes, while also making himself known by getting a whole bunch of rescue points. How exciting! Getting into UA was a cinch, but how will he fare against the horrors of high school, such as friendship, villainy, his teachers, and worst of all, his old childhood friend, Bakugo Katsuki? Oh, I'm so excited to find out. A Dangerous Game by Suki the Wolf Chapter 5 Quirks The test turned out to be much harder than expected. Not because the tests themselves were difficult, but each student seemed to excel in at least one of the tests. His classmates weren't like the classmates he had from back in his middle school. Zuku's classmates had fantastic quirks and knew how to make them work. It was admirable to watch. These were people trying to become featured heroes, and they took it seriously even while having fun. The tension was high among all the students, though. Zuku pointedly noted the thick miasma of competition in the air. Barely anybody was chatting with each other as everyone tensed to see what their classmates could do. The only times most people spoke was to make comments or express wonder with others in the class. Zuku could feel when the group as a whole became threatened when they saw both Kajan's quirk and a boy named Todoroki's quirk. Between the explosions and the field of ice, they were intimidating opponents to have. Ida too had an amazing quirk, if a simple one. He had engines on his legs, which meant nobody would get the chance to beat him in a running competition. There were nine tests in all. Izuku just needed to get a higher than average score on two or three of them to ensure he wouldn't be at the bottom. He just needed to figure out which ones to use his skills at. He hadn't needed to use his fire for really anything other than attacks when he had been trained. And he didn't have his relaxed fire of matches or lighters. He needed Kachan's fire. And that was an exciting and scary thought. If the explosion from that robot had been so hard to contain, he could barely imagine what Kachan's would be like. Possibly less antagonistic, considering they were controlled blasts. Izuku needed to get his hands on that fire. You aren't doing so well, shit nerd. Kashan grumbled to him during the next test as they both lined themselves up for the 50 meter dash. You're planning on using your explosions, right? Izuku asked back as he focused and refused to rise to the bait. Kachan shot him a mocking smile. <laughs> Don't be so jealous. Izuku smiled back brightly as he turned to face his old friend. Oh, I'm not, he promised as Aizawa-sensei called for them to go. Izuku instantly activated Snapshot with a quick inhale and saw the moment the fire began to burst from Kachan's palms. Izuku whipped his arms up and latched onto that fire, pulling both explosions from both palms before his breath released. Kachan stumbled at his first round of explosions disappeared. Izuku just managed to catch the baffled look on his face before he stuck his arms out behind him and brought the fire curl into his palms. Stolen! He laughed as he jumped and released the kinetic energy of the explosions. The force launched him forward, as expected, but Izuku was neither trained in controlling explosions nor good at calculations. He miscalculated the angle and sent himself launching a little more upwards than he had wanted, spinning head over heels with a yelp. He tumbled his way to the other side to get his score right before Kachan managed to pass it as well. Dirt in his mouth as his face hit the ground tasted like a bittersweet win. 
He sat up and spat the dirt out of his mouth as he heard the other students around him crying out in surprise and awe at what they had just seen. He spotted Araka jumping up and down, cheering, That's still so cool! He also heard one of his other classmates yell, Midoriya just stole his quirk! Which frankly was wrong, but Kachan seemed to be in agreement. Deku! Kachan growled and watched himself back at Izuku with another burst from his palm. Explain now, shitrag! Izuku yelped and attempted to duck under the tackle. Battle Instinct had him latching onto what bit of fire he could get from Kachan before the blaze burnt itself out. It wasn't much, but he was grateful for his reflexes when Kachan got wrapped in some kind of cloth and his quirk disappeared. Izuku blinked and followed the line of cloth to Aizawa-sensei, whose hair had pulled back from his face and his eyes were glowing red. Quit making me use my quirk! I've got dry eye, dammit! Aizawa-sensei complained, glaring at Kachan specifically as the boy struggled against the cloth. He explained only briefly that his cloth was made of metal and not nanofiber material, which Izuku noted as he gaped. He was more focused on the yellow goggles around the man's neck that had previously been hidden behind the cloth scarf. He would only know those goggles anywhere. Oh my god, he cried, finally standing. You're a racer head! I can't believe I didn't notice before! They had underground here as well. Izuku couldn't believe his luck. Eraserhead, although not one of his favorite heroes, was amazing. He had a quirk that could erase others' quirks during the time he was staring at them. Izuku would kill to have a quirk like that. It was more useful than any of the other quirks he had, in his opinion. He knew for sure that he needed to get as much information as possible on this man. But then he would have to give the information to his master. Izuku frowned at that thought as he pressed his knuckles to his lips. He didn't want to give away too much information about Aizawa-sensei. Razorhead was an underground hero for a reason. Not many people knew about him, and that was how he got to drop on villains so much. Razorhead's quirk would no doubt be a threat to Master. She didn't want to see another headline with his teacher's face on it. Uh, enough! Aizawa-sensei finally called over the chattering of the students. He released Kachan and muttered something while rubbing his eyes. Kachan shot a glare at Izuku, baring his teeth to let him know that he wasn't done with him. Izuku grinned at him a shaky smile and silently crooked his finger behind his back. The fire that had been hovering where Izuku had last grabbed its snake jaggedly towards him and curled up into a ball. He compressed it and had it hover above his head so that it wouldn't burn him or anyone else. Izuku then slunk back to the rest of the class, avoiding Kachan's cursed gaze. Sensei! The blonde boy with the electricity powers near Izuku called with a lazy raise of his hand. I thought we weren't allowed outside help without cracks. He said no support item. The girl with earphone jacks for earlobes protested. It's still fucking cheating. Kachan shouted. He hadn't taken his eyes off Azuku since he had rejoined the class. No, he used his quirk just like all of you have been doing. As I was sensei said as he tilted his head back and dropped a couple of eye drops into his eyes. He squeezed them shut and then granted Azuku a small, interested quirk of his mouth. He took advantage of his surroundings to use his quirk. I wouldn't call it cheating. I would call it smart. Tsuku straightened with pride. He had just been praised by a pro hero. An eraser head, nonetheless. It's completely made up for the fact that he had face-planted in the ground earlier. Kachan only clicked his tongue furiously and snapped his head away. We're moving on. Aizawa-sensei announced, and the test continued. Izuku maintained the tiny explosion he had hovered over his head for the rest of the test. He still had one more that he planned to use it for, but he could only use it once. He doubted Kachan would give him the chance to steal from his quirk again so soon. Izuku struggled to maintain split his focus between the ball of fire and the test he was taking, though. He wasn't used to holding on to fire for so long, 
His body was getting a bit tired from using agility, and he already had a headache that had formed from activating Snapshot earlier. On top of that, he was still compressing the flames and focusing on making them hotter. He needed as much kinetic energy in them as possible for when he could use them. In the meantime, he continued to watch his classmates. He made notes of their names and their quirks, and promised himself to really think about their powers later. The ones he found the most interesting were Araka's, how heavy of an item could she lift? He had only seen her use it on her clothes thus far. Maybe himself? Is that what had happened at the exam? And Todoroki's. And it slipped past Izuku that a Todoroki only used his right side for his ice quirk, and only the right side of his body seemed to suffer for it. Was he not able to use his left side, or was it something else? On top of that, Izuku knew the name Todoroki. That was the surname of Endeavor. This must mean that Todoroki was that man's son. But Endeavor had a powerful fire quirk. Todoroki having an ice quirk didn't make sense, unless he was holding back like Izuku was. It's a plausible hypothesis. Maybe he was adopted? Izuku would have to do some research later. Izuku spent most of the grip tests and sidestepping tests concentrating on compressing and, in his own mind, pissing off the fire. It was already bursting with kinetic energy from the explosion, but Izuku wanted to make sure it would be as strong as he could make it. That would be as strong as his previous explosion, though, because it had only been a tiny part of what Kachan had used, hence his focus. The time finally came when he decided he could use it. He stood at the pitch and picked up the ball to regard it. He knew he would need to use the fire here, but there was no way of safely using it. He didn't have his gloves with him, and his gym uniform only covered arms and legs. He also didn't know just how powerful the blast would be when he actually used it. He had completely miscalculated earlier just how strong Kachan's explosions were. It made him respect his childhood friend a bit more to be able to use his explosion so expertly. The gap in experience was obvious. He wasn't careful. He could blow his hand off, but he wanted to get as much power behind the ball as he could. Maybe if he could burn himself, he would get to see Recovery Girl. Was she still working at UA, or was her help during the exam a one-off type of thing? It'd be exciting to meet her. Izuka's pain tolerance may be higher than most people's, but he definitely wasn't risking losing any more body parts. There had to be an alternative. Hurry up already, one of his classmates called. Izuka started out of his thoughts, and his head throbbed in protest at his sudden jolt. He realized that he had been staring silently at the ball for longer than he thought. He bit down on the knuckle that was at his mouth and reprimanded before an idea sprung to his head. He had a way around this. Okay. He breathed out and in before he pulled his now bright blue flame into his left hand. The flame was boiling and shivering in anticipation while Suku took a step back. Go! He whispered before he threw the ball in his right hand as hard as he could. He set the ball of fire following right afterwards, tailing the toy. Then Izuku activated Snapshot and the world slowed. Izuku couldn't make his flames go very fast because it didn't have fuel to burn. The only thing that kept his fire going, he'd learned through his own study and trial and error during Master's training, was Izuku's willpower, the energy in the flames themselves, and oxygen. If he made the flames move too fast, they ran the risk of blowing themselves out. But with the flames so close to the ball, Izuku just needed to wait until the ball was at its peak. It was a little off on his timing, but this one, because he could tell the ball could have gone about another half meter, but he didn't have the time to do snapshot again without hurting badly. He still had a few more tests until he was done. He would not be able to function well if he had a migraine eating at his skull. So he released snapshot and thrusted his hand out. The ball of flames exploded, whipping the air with lashing tendrils of flame, and sent the ball rocking and giving it farther. Izuku had to plant his feet against the blowback, wincing as his arm ached. Definitely a better choice not to realize that bomb so close to his hand. 506.4 meters. 
Aizawa sensei drawled and showed Izuku the number on the screen. Izuku gave a weary smile at that and held his head in his hand as he went back to his classmates. His head ached so badly and his body was trembling from the strain of causing two explosions. Izuku didn't realize that all of his energy was gone to maintaining that fire. He was exhausted. Three more tusks, he told himself. Three more. You're done. I'm exhausted. Every sense of the word. Izuku continued to nurse his head as he dragged himself towards the school gate. Not only was he physically drained and hurting, but mentally and emotionally, he wanted to collapse too. The morning had concluded with Aizawa-sensei giving them their scores. He had grinned while telling them that the expulsion threat was only been a logical ruse. Izuku could have trusted his first interpretation that Aizawa-sensei had been lying about expelling a student on the first day. He was glad he wasn't the only student who had fallen for it, though. Izuku had ended up taking 14th place. It wasn't a great score, but it was good enough for him. He felt that he had impressed a number of classmates by the end of the test. He also knew that he had enraged Kachan because he could feel every glare that was sent his way. Well, it wasn't his fault that Kachan hadn't believed him by his quirk. And he would have a bit of a sadistic fun at the sake of his angry childhood friend then. Oh well. It was honestly pretty hilarious and it made Izuku smile remembering the absolutely dumbfounded look that had been on Kachan's face when he had first stolen his explosions. But the usage of his quirks had left him burn out for the rest of the day. It was an easy day considering he was still learning his new classes and most of it had been spent on paperwork. He couldn't for the life of him remember most of it though. His brain was fried and all he could think about was a nice long nap. He hadn't even felt up to freaking out over meeting Lunch Rush when he had eaten lunch. His body was shaking worse than usual with fatigue as he slumped into the weight of his own backpack and head. The noise of fellow students traveling home felt like drills to his head. It had been a while since he had felt this bad. He probably would have felt worse after the entrance of the if he had stayed awake long enough to be healed. He was just glad he was able to walk home on his two feet. Midoriya! Izuku came to a stop as he heard fast footsteps approach. Ida caught up to him quickly and greeted him. Today has been very interesting. I still cannot believe Aizawa-sensei would threaten us with expulsion. But at the same time, I couldn't help but think, so this is what it means to be in a hero school. Izuku huffed a laugh. He had thought that Ido was a strict guy. He was quickly reevaluating the other boy. He seemed to be more of a studious and hardworking guy. Still intense, though. Izuku wondered if he could consider him a friend. He seemed to enjoy talking to him, at least. Yeah, same. I thought for sure one of us was screwed. He rubbed his eyes. He felt the blood pulsing through them with the thick beats of his heart. It hurt. Wait up! Both boys pulled to a stop as Uraraka called out to them, dashing over the joint to two. I'm glad I caught up. You're Ida Tenya, right? And Midoriya... She hesitated. Deku? I thought it was Izuku when I saw the name, but that guy called you Deku. Izuku shivered, hearing that name come out of her mouth. He wasn't used to hearing it anymore from anyone but Kachan and the people he considered enemies. Uh, no. It's Izuku. Deku's just a name that Kachan calls me. So it's an insult, then. Ida proclaimed, looking upset on Izuku's part. Izuku scratched the back of his head. He felt a little irritated at how loud Ida was being, even as he appreciated the defense. Uh, yeah, sort of. Oh, is it really? Uraraka asked, surprised. Well, I thought it sounded kind of cute. Almost like you can do it, you know? She smiled brightly, cheeks flushing. Uh, I'm Deku! Izuku greeted, instantly charmed. 
Midoriya! Ida yelled, horrified. Don't be so weak-willed. It's an insult, remember? Izuku covered his face and embarrassed his own reaction. I couldn't help it. It's like when we discovered the Earth was round. Uraraka began to giggle, and Izuku couldn't resist joining her how ridiculous his scenario was. Eventually, even Ida began to chuckle. It amazed him, really, that everyone could find a positive out of the terrible name Izuku had. It was never supposed to be a positive thing. Lights of pain ripped Izuku's skull, and he whimpered a bit, dropping to hold his head again. Ow. Are you okay? Uraraka asked, ducking around to look at his face. Izuku felt a cold sweat forming on his body. Sickness was seeping in. He needed to sleep as soon as he could. You look really pale. It's backlash from my quirk, he said, and then instantly regretted it. What if they used this information against him? Was it safe to tell these two anything? He didn't actually know anything about them. Uraraka may look kind, but maybe she would turn on him. Zuku had dealt with someone like that before. Smiles didn't mean trust. Your head hurts? Ida asked. Do you need to go to the nurse? I could help you there. Surely they won't be gone until all the students have left. This is a very serious school, and- No, I'm fine. Izuku cut off that before it went on for too long. I just have to sleep it off. You passed out after the exam. Uraraka pointed out with a sympathetic frown. Did you overuse your quirk? Yeah. Izuku scratched at his hair. He didn't want to talk about this. Talking about his weaknesses made him feel exposed and uncomfortable. He'd always been punished for releasing such information. He hoped that he could trust Ida and Uraraka, even as he cursed himself for being so hopeful. He decided to change the subject. Uh, oh, that reminds me. Who told you guys my name? Uraraka and Ida shared a look. Izuku felt a little silly for having to ask. He sighed. Well, it can't really be helped, you know? You're famous. Uraraka smiled sheepishly. I would hate to attach the word famous to this kind of scenario. Ida protested. It was not a positive thing, that's for sure. It was positive when he was rescued, though. Uraraka argued back. That's what he's famous for. Oh! She gasped and covered her mouth. Oh, wait. I'm so sorry, Dekakun. We shouldn't talk about this. No, Zuku really didn't want to talk about it. He never wanted to talk about it. But still, he was faced with it every day of his life. Zuku was used to being a nobody, so he didn't like being a somebody. He wanted to go back to just being another face in the crowd. Back before he had been captured and experimented on. Back when he had all of his toes and his body had been cleaned of scars. Back when he didn't have to help attack and hurt and kill people. Izuku forced a smile on his face and gave a helpless shrug. It's okay. I'm sure everyone's going to ask me at some point anyway. I don't remember any of my time with the villains anyway. The why was familiar on his tongue. That's what the news said too. You really can't remember anything? Uraraka asked. Izuku shook his head. For the best, I'm sure. She decided with a determined huff. Yes, I agree. The villains were captured and jailed properly, too. I would say it's a win for justice overall. Ida added with a couple of nods. Zuko could only think about how glad he was that a phone call would suffice for an update tonight instead of him going all the way down there to meet with Shigaraki and Kirigiri. Deku! Zuko sighed to himself as a familiar voice called out to him. He could practically feel his migraine getting worse as Kachan's form loomed closer. That's not something you should call someone. Ida reprimanded as Kachan got close enough. 
Kanchan just elbowed him out of the way, though, and grabbed Izuku by the back collar of his jacket to drag him after him. Move, shitnad! Izuku yelped and scrambled as his tired body couldn't keep up with the sudden change. Uraraka and Ida called after him, but Kachan only growled at them to both to fuck off before continuing on without them. Izuku resigned himself to his fate, knowing that he couldn't fight back right then. Kachan, let go of me! He tried, instead of two minutes later, he was still being dragged by his jacket. He didn't want to ruin his uniform when he just got in to wear it. He fumbled for Kachan's hands, trying to get them off. Kachan's grip tightened before he finally tossed them away. Izuku stumbled on clumsy feet before catching its balance and standing. Felt like he might vomit, but he steeled his face and turned to face his old friend. Kachan didn't move as he scowled and glared Izuku down. He had tucked his fists into his pockets. Izuku said nothing as he waited, noting that they were on a deserted street. It didn't take Kachan long to break it, and he snapped. Oi, what the fuck was that shit back there, huh? I told you I had a quirk. That's bullshit! Kachan yelled back, hands sparking when he yanked them out of his pockets. Suku glared back warily. What more did Kachan want from him? He'd already proven he had a quirk. How could he still deny it? I don't care what those shitty doctors said. You can't just develop a quirk. How else would you explain it then? Izuku challenged. His exhaustion was wearing on him emotionally now. He was on his last nerve and Kachan was stomping on it. He spread his hands wide in a go-ahead gesture. P Please, enlighten me, since I don't know. Don't give me that sassy shit, you fucking asshole. Kachan ground his foot into the street. You're full of twenty kinds of shit. Suku said nothing. He wanted to know where he was going with this. Kachan approached him then, getting well within his face and his face. Zuku refused to give any ground as Kachan grabbed the front of his shirt and growled. Ever since you returned, you've been acting different. And I don't mean your shaky shit routine. I mean with the words you've been spouting. How would you know, Kachan? Zuku responded quietly. He could feel himself closing off more. Kachan was too close. Nobody had noticed anything different about Izuku. Maybe he had been too confrontational with Kachan. Maybe he should have restrained himself more. Deku met Kachan's eye and tilted the head a little to the side. How do you know what I'm like, huh? He asked coldly. Kachan scowled and we deepened a little, eyebrows furrowing. He didn't respond for a long time, and a slow smile spread over Deku's face. He knew that Kachan was full of shit. He couldn't even pinpoint what was weird about Izuku when it was right in his face. I know you're a fucking liar, Kachan finally said, his voice low. And I'm not going to be fooled. He released Deku roughly, but Deku held his ground. Kachan moved past him instead of dragging him along this time. Better fucking watch yourself, Deku. I always do, Izuku responded as his annoyance drained out of him. He watched his childhood friend leave with a frown on his face. He was very, very tired. This has been a live recording of a dangerous game by the ADG Discord group.